This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Full disclosure, I'm transparent, the audience, baby. I recorded up to the eighth fight and did not realize I was not recording video, right? I had this whole production thing laid out. I was talking about it on the podcast when I was recording. I only had audio. I wasn't recording because you got to hit the record button, Brian. Always be recording. I went eight fights in, was killing it, killing it. This is take two. This is take two. I'm trying to be energetic. I'm trying to let it flow again, trying to be organic. But I'm telling you guys, this is the fucking perils of a guy with a mush brain is you don't hit record. But anyway, welcome to the podcast. If you are listening of course, listen, great audio. MMA Takes Podcast on YouTube is the video side, right? Always go to iTunes, always rate and review. We need it. Subscribe on the YouTube. I'm trying to do production things here, which is going to lead to my very small personal story, whatever. I have a million of them. A lot of shit has came up this week. A lot of shit I want to talk about. I'm going to probably save it for the recap show. Some per- lot all personal stuff. Some just damning stuff, some stuff that's kind of bothered me, but whatever. Today, my girls are leaving me this weekend. They're going to the the, the mother-in-laws. My wife is taking the kids to Atlanta. Uh, wife starting her own business with her mother-in-law. She had quit her, her hair business. Um, she has a business already, Winnie James Co. Go to Etsy, check it out. Uh, 10,000 followers, killing it. Um, and her and her mom are starting kind of an interior design thing. That's why the hair. That's why I dyed the hair for Connor. She was getting rid of all of her hair stuff. And I've wanted blonde hair forever. And I was like, well, don't throw it away. Just make me look fucking pretty. And that's why we got this gorgeous mop here. Um, but anyway, so I was laying down napping with my beautiful baby. My wife was out getting some stuff done, errands, whatnot, with the other one. Laying down with my eighth month old. We both fell asleep. She's adorable. I don't want her to go. Listen, I'm not a guy that's like, yeah, kids, party on the weekend. I'll get to do whatever. No, I'm going to be fucking sad. I'm a, I'm a pussy. I love my kid. I'm going to be crying. Not really crying, but I'm going to be bummed out. I mean, luckily there's fights on. We'll go over the fights. We'll talk about the fights. Um, so I wake up, right, out of the blue, get on YouTube with my phone. Baby's still sleeping. First thing that pops up, right? And you guys know I'm addicted to gear. You know I like the gear. You know I'm trying to bring the best quality to you guys. If you want to be taken seriously, you got to look serious. That's my thing. And, and I'm just, I'm, 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 I might be a little addicted to buying new shit. Whatever. Elgato, company that I like, using the light right here. Um, they've been around forever. They're They're like, to me, they're like, the OGs of streaming. They've been in this so long. They're like the OGs of streaming. Well, I looked on Tuesday. True story. Tuesday, I was like, you know what? I'm not happy with my webcam. I bought a webcam from Dell like two weeks ago. It was complete garbage. Had to return it. Horrible customer service. Haven't got my refund yet. Dell. I'm a, I'm Dell. I'm fucking. Yeah. So I go and I look and what do you know? Elgato released a webcam today. They had like an event like Apple does. They had like a, a, a new product event. And I woke up and it had been launched for a minute. I go on the website. I'm fighting through traffic. Website's barely loading. How do you watch the video yet? Buy the camera. Sight unseen. And I buy a new mic arm because this, I, I don't really love this one as well. Low profile. Not a lot of people have low profile. I don't want my face blocked. People pay to see this. People pay to see this guy. Okay. And I bought a sight unseen. Right. And, and then literally within, but well, I guess maybe it was like 10 minutes because it took forever to load. I bought it. Side unseen. It was like 300 bucks right off. And I'm like, man, I didn't even watch the video. I didn't even do 
anything. I literally bought sight unseen. But I am unhappy with my camera right here. And it can't be any worse. And what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I do might have a little bit of a problem, though. So I might need to get that looked at. Might be going to do. You know what? You know what, you do? what do you do with any problem, right? You stuff it deep down inside, never bring it up again. That's what you do. You got a problem. You got something wrong with you. Stuff it deep down inside, never bring it up again. All right, let's get to the motherfucking picks. Uh-oh, already a production issue if you're, if you're watching on uh, on the YouTube. Got to get rid of that. So I got this new program. I love it, but, you know, I'm uh, struggling with it a little bit. I'm trying to get used to it, so bear with me if there's any hiccups. Hopefully there's no hiccups on the audio side. Um, but yeah, we're going to do our best here. We're going to, I'm, I'm trying to, trying to bring some authenticity to the product. And that's what people say. They say the product. That's not what we're clicking. I'm already fucking, there we go. Your boys got it. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's get through the weeds and we'll get it here. First fight night, Rodrigo Nascimento, 8-1, minus 350 favorite. He is finding Alan Badolt. Alan Badolt is a Frenchman. He's 8-2. He's plus 270. The guy absolutely stinks. Christian likes when I say that, but it's true. There's not many guys. Listen, he shouldn't be in the UFC, right? He's in the UFC because of how much he weighs. That's it. Nasamento, I keep saying Nasacito. Nasamento is a guy, big dude, good on top, you know, good submissions. He's he's eight and one in the uh, excuse me in his career. What is he in the UFC? I know he's coming off of what? A, do it, Brian. Before Tapology pops up, dude, he's coming off a loss. Yeah, Chris Dawkins knocked him out, right? Round one. Caught him real early. Has a win over uh, Dante Mouse by choke. And he has a choke on the, the contender series. I don't know if that was a Brazilian contender series or not. Anyway, I'm not going to spend too much time on this fight. It's going to be Nascimento for the victory. And just a little cherry on top. Send him home. Send him home early. Send him home early, baby. Not so many, listen, no one wants to watch this fight, okay? You got to send him home early. You got to make the people happy. Get this fucking out of there. That's the only way I think I'll bet this fight is by finish, probably by submission. Um, whatever that number is, I don't have the props ahead of me. We will do a prop show if you want. I can do it. I haven't done one in a while. I can do it. We'll pop on. Um, but... I, I, I just think Padot stinks. I think, I mean, that's that's what it is. I think Nassimento is a big dude. He's got good submissions. He's going to get on top of Padot. And, and that's going to be curtains. I mean, th this guy doesn't belong in the UFC. He's in the UFC because how much he weighs. I've already said that. Let's go to fight two. Francisco Figueiredo, 12-3-1. He's a minus 320 favorite. He's fighting Malcolm Gordon, 12-5, and five, plus 250. Here's my problem. I, I'm American, right? Red, white, and blue. I've said it a million times. Canadian fans, I think, are the best fans in MMA. Half of MMA Twitter, uh, yeah, half of MMA is Canadians. Like, a lot of cappers are Canadians. They love the sport. So the, the best fans, right? They need a, a really good fighter, right? Gavin Tucker, I thought, was it. He got clipped. Malcolm, uh, Malcolm. Uh, Hakeem Dawadu, he's right on the cusp. I do think he's a good fighter. But Malcolm Gordon came in, and I saw a lot of Canadian guys that I follow really high on him. They've seen him fight in the regional scene. They said, this kid's pretty good. So I took him, his first fight in the UFC, and it just, it's been a downhill. He's looked like complete garbage. His chin's crap. He got tapped out by Amir Abaziz, uh, if I'm saying that right, by a fucking triangle choke. Just fell right into it. Just gave it to him. I can understand the line here. Francisco Figueroa, the brother, Devison, former champion, really underwhelming his debut as well, right? He, you know, he fought Jerome Rivera where, you know, he just took Jerome Rivera down. He looked out of sorts on the feet. He just kept taking him down, taking him down. I think that's his... Uh, path here he can maybe catch Gordon because Gordon's chin so goddamn dog shit uh, I don't see that happening I see it just being a decision win I, I see it being kind of a not a super great fight but kind of boring again 
the numbers are so fucking high. I really don't know how you expect me to touch that at minus three twenty. I'm not going to touch it, uh, and I'm not looking. I'm not interested in taking the uh, the dog either. This is this going to be a pass for me, boys. That's going to be just a straight pass. All right, Anderson Dos Santos. We're flying through, bed. Let's go. Twenty one and eight. Plus 145 underdog. He's fighting Miles Johns, 11 to 1, minus 165. I love this line. I like the fight, right? Miles Johns, one minor setback in the UFC against Mario Batista. And I kind of I have a little bone to pick with Miles Johns because when I have, I think Miles Johns is a very good fighter. Um, I think he has a lot of tools to be great. And when Batista knocked him out like that, I said, oh, this Mario Batista guy is the real fucking deal. So I put a lot of money on him on his follow up fight. He lost. So I know I should probably take it up with Batista, but I'm taking it with Miles Jones because you made me think this guy's fucking good, dude. And you got, you know what I mean? You got knocked out by him. But Miles Jones has since rebounded, has looked wood, uh, look wood has looked good. Uh, won by knockout his last fight. He's fighting Anderson Santos. This guy's his 30th fight. This guy's just been around. He's, he's tough. He's, he's been in there with everyone. He's a wild man. His, his cardio is the biggest issue, in my opinion. His takedown offense isn't great either. He lost in that, uh, lost in that Armini forever ago. He just kept getting taken down. Taken down, taken down, taken down. Uh, his, his grappling isn't uh, the best in the world. And guess what? Miles Jones' grappling is pretty motherfucking good um i think if miles johns needs to be a little careful in the beginning right because those santos comes out a little hot has some good kicks has some good striking is a little wild in there it's kind of funky if miles johns just you know really just kind of hind tight a little bit maybe really put the pressure on him wrestling wear him out in that first round take over the second round miles johns and i love the number two minus 165 miles johns should be the favorite he is the favorite and i like that number that's a low number for me that's a number i'm gonna play I maybe string some some two fights together or whatever. I still need a word for that. I know it's a parlay, but I want to create a better word for that. I'm coming up with it. I'm in the fucking, I'm in the studio cooking it up right now, trying to figure out what the fuck it's gonna be. But I like Miles Johns a lot in this fight. This is this is a good fight for him. And uh, yeah, I, I'm big on Miles Johns in this fight. He almost is my mortal lock, but I like someone else. All right, Kalitaha, three, thirteen and three minus one fifty versus Sergey. Morozov, 16 and 4, plus 130. Sergey is kind of the, you know, it's split between two fighters. Him and Billy Q of the underdog darlings. A lot of people like this card because they think the lines are misaligned, right? They think, um, they think Vegas fucked up is what they're saying, right? Sergey being plus 130. Um, he has only lost in the UFC. I think his only fight in the UFC is Umar Nurmagomedov. Lost by Rene Choke, but he's coming from N1. N1's a fucking solid program. He's fought a lot of UFC vets. Mozart Ivalov, Josh Rittenhouse, who's on the ultimate fighter right now. He has a split. He has a win and a loss with him. Kalitaha, I, I like this kid. I saw this kid fight live. I think he's well-rounded. My biggest issue with him is he just doesn't fight often enough. Not a lot of activity there. Um, I, I, I just need him active. I need him active. He's coming off loss over Honey Barcelos at 135. No big deal. Barcelos. Honey Barcelos. Great fighter. Big knockout win over Boston Salmon. Has a win over Bruno Silva as well that got overturned. The one loss that everyone's jumping to and <clears throat> has a really problem with is the Nan Armini loss. Uh, Nan Armini is a great wrestler, and, and that was uh, his UFC debut, Taha, that is. And he just got taken down, and he couldn't stop the takedown. So a lot of people think, Sergey, with this, I know he's from Uzbekistan or some shit, Kazakhstan, some stand. Sorry to offend you. I don't know. Um, he's going to fucking probably try to come in and do that, you know, European. Eastern European wrestle fuck crotch sniffing style. 
Um, I can see that. I understand why people are going that way. But again, I just going on my instincts here. And I think Taha is just a better fighter. I think he has big power. I think his submission game is pretty good. If he, if he can clean up his takedown defense, right? Cause Sergey, well, he'll strike with you. He likes to mix things up, but he'll strike with you a little bit. If Taha can, um, clean up his, his takedown defense. And, and if he does get taken down, pop right back the right back the fuck up. Um, I think he could uh, really dictate this fight and win this fight. I like this fight. I like the number. I don't like it as much as the Miles Johns fight, confidence-wise, but I do like Khalid Taha here. I think this fight is very, very close. I think it's a very good fight. I can understand why other cappers like the plus money on Sergey. Usually that's what I would do, but I do think Khalid is is a good fighter. It, it's someone that I, I've seen live and, and I think is very tough. Next up, D-Rod, Daniel Rodriguez, NorCal, Cali. In the hell? I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not from Cali. 14-2, minus 310 favorite. He is fighting Preston Parsons. Preston, Preston Parsons. 9-2, plus 245. Short notice fight. D-Rod was supposed to fight. I just had it the other day. Akbar Nurmagomedov. Madoff. So that's actually kind of good. That's, you know, for, for Dana Rodriguez here because my big hold up on this fight, this was going to be my mortal lock. This was going to be my send him home. This was going to be my fucking take it to the fucking counter, cash it, because I do like Dana Rodriguez. I think he's very good. He impressed me with the 10 means performance. He's just the debut. Dropped the ball with Dolby. Came back and fought smart against Mark, uh, Mike Perry. Then he had to impress with Parsons, who's 9-2, but he's just, this guy's... Not a lot of footage on him. His stand-up's okay. He's a little wild, but he wants to get the fight to the ground. He wants to submit. Yeah, we haven't seen Daniel Rodriguez in that position yet. But fighting under Mary Madoff, you, you think the boy's training some takedown defense. You think he's training some get-up game. And uh, and that's what I like to see. He's down in syndicate or a stream couture. He's in Vegas, training on my boy Chris Curtis. I think that's good. He left Cali, went to Vegas, getting some new looks after... Two kind of stale performances. He lost a close fight to Dolby. And then Perry, I thought he had some opportunities to put him away. And Perry's tough as shit. But, you know, he had some opportunities to look a lot better than he did. I think changing camps, getting those training partners in Vegas. There's so many fucking good fighters in Vegas right now. That's a smart move. Preston Parsons gave me pause. Preston Parsons gave me pause. It's a lot of peace. Um, but I'm going to go Daniel Rodriguez. I think he's the better fighter. I think he's a better guy in the feet. However, I'm not confident at minus 310. I'm just not. Parsons, with those submissions on his record, he can jump for a leg. He can jump for a neck. Those fucking things can happen quick. Rodriguez could be bouncing this dude's fucking head off the mat, and he could catch something. You know what I mean? So I know that's everything in MMA, and it's not like Parsons is this world grapple champion grappler. He just has a lot of submissions in MMA. That's his path to victory here. I think Daniel Rodriguez knows that. I think he's going to play it smart. I think he's going to stay from the outside. He's a longer guy at 170. Pick him apart. Maybe wear him down. Parsons taking his fight on short notice. UFC debut. A lot of factors working for D-Rod here. I just don't like the number. Number's a little high for me. But uh, we, you know, there's ways around it. Ways around it. All right, next up, Mena Lemos, 9-1-1. She's minus 550 versus, I can't pronounce this girl's name, Montserrat Ruiz, 10-1, plus 400. Can't pronounce the name, but goddamn. She impressed me, not just because, you know, I'm, I like tattoos and she got the neck tattoo and she kind of looks so pretty. <laughs> I'm married, though. I'm a married man. OK, relax. However, Sharon Bay's a girl came from the contender series who's fucking I thought was good and is well-rounded and trains at a really good camp and has a husband that is, is a solid fighter himself and has a really good fighters around her. Just got head and armed. It was a fucking old school headlock that Ruiz did. And she does this in all her fights. She just gets him down and fucking noogies him. And you can't get out of it. Lamos is a, a fucking killer, though. She has one loss in the UFC. Leslie Smith got her standing TKO. She's won three in a row. Two of the three by Fennis by Lamos. I really looked at this fight and, and 
I mean, you're yeah, listen. I mean, this is we're just not gonna bury the lead here. You're crazy if you don't take a shot at Ruiz at plus 400, 401 with that fucking old school bully mentality with the headlock and a fucking pin in the arm. Lamos is a, is a great fighter, good stand up, dangerous, black belt, probably. I don't know. She's Brazilian. I don't know if that's stereotyping. But Reese has got that one thing, that one motherfucking thing. I listen, I don't. Uh, I, if you're going to give me four to one uh, with a specialist, and maybe this is my old school coming out, maybe this is my Art Jemison one glove or my Hoist Gracie Gi coming out. The, the, the experts in their fields, and this is where MMA was founded on, and who has the best style, and blah, 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 blah. Maybe that's really coming out in this pick. But 4-1, to one, a juicy 4-1 to one against a girl who's who's not great stand-up. Her jiu-jitsu's not great. I mean, it's okay, but she's got this one fucking move that a lot of females could not stop. And Lamos, I have to imagine, she's training all camp not to get put in this move. Or... She's going, I ain't going to get caught in that. I'm a high-level fighter. That's that's oh, that's king, kindergarten shit. I ain't getting caught in that. If she comes with that mentality, baby, we're cashing four to one. But I can't pass up four to one on a female fight. What? I mean, I'm betting this. I'm betting this. I'm hammering it. I'm not going to go full units. I'm not going to go crazy because I do think Lemos is the better fighter. But Ruiz has got that thing, man. And and listen, if she wins with that head and arm, I mean, I'm never betting against her again. If she somehow gets Lamos in that position and just and Lamos can't get out just like Bayes did, I am never betting against her again. And that's and that's real. And that is motherfucking real. Next up, Billy Quartino. Billy Q, 15 and 3, plus 140 versus Gabriel Benitez, 22 and 8, minus 160. This is the other fight. Next to the Sergey Morozo fight, where everyone that I respect and like a lot, and even the people I don't like, but I respect their picks, they all love Billy Q. When I saw this on uh, Sunday night, Billy was a plus 170. He's now plus 140. I'm sure the number's dwindling now. I got these lines yesterday from DraftKings. Um, But Billy's the darling. He is. And my thing is, my thinking is, my hipster way of picking fights i go you know what if everyone's on them i'm off them i want to be in the right side of history if everyone loves them i'm off them right but this is one of those cases where when i saw it and i broke down this fight i went you know what i really actually i like this number i'm on the side i think billy q is is a fucking stud and not only that boys but we got some dogs in the building be a dog we don't need no meows we don't need no cats we need more dogs. We need more dogs. And and Billy Q is a motherfucking dog. He fights like a dog, too. This dude gets in there. He's not the best striker in the world. He's not the best grappler in the world, but he's in your face. He's pushing you to the max. His cardio's through the roof. Um, and he's tough. He's durable. He's in there. He's, he's not going to get finished. He's going to be in there. He's going to be in your face. And you got to beat him by decision. You know, he lost his last fight to Gavin Tucker. I think Gavin Tucker's a very good fighter. I know he got slapped by Dan Ige in like four seconds, but Gavin Tucker's a very solid fighter. Benitez... It's kind of been this weird, like, darling, because ever since the Russians came to M- or AKA, his takedown offense has become really good, and his, his striking has always been good. His uh, Javi Mendez has said, this guy kicks harder than anybody I've ever kicked. Ever, anybody I've had pals for, this guy kicks harder. So, obviously, Benitez's way to win this fight is to keep him standing and, and throw his kicks and keep his range. Billy knows that. Billy's a pressure fighter. Billy's going to get in his face and really take over. I'm, I'm a little concerned that Billy might hunt for the takedowns a little too much. Because I think Benitez has been training with Islam. He's been training with Khabib. He's been training with 
Akbar. He's been training these fucking studs, right? I don't know how easy those takedowns are going to come. But a lot of people are high on Benitez because he's coming off a win over Justin James. Okay, he knocked him out with a body kick. Eh, you know, okay. Guy's not in UFC anymore. Well, not officially, but he, you know, probably not. Billy Q is a little bit better, a lot better than than Justin James. I think Billy Q is going to put a pressure on him. And again, this is just a plus number. You're giving me plus numbers, baby. I'm going to take them. I'm going to take the plus numbers. And uh, Billy Q, their underdog lock, let's motherfucking go. Next up. So this is right where I stopped recording last time. Billy Q was the last fight I broke down. So this is all fresh. That was kind of rehearsed. That was second take stuff. This is first take stuff. Rodolfo Vieira, 7-1. He's a minus 230 favorite. He is fighting Dustin Stolfus, who's 13-2, a plus 180. How does anybody in the right mind bet or pick or whatever Rodolfo Vieira after getting choked out by Anthony Hernandez? Hernandez is a guy who is fighting for his job, has good submissions, don't get me wrong, but Rodolfo Vieira is a jiu-jitsu phenom. This guy had Hernandez down, Mount it back. You fucking name it. Had his knee up his ass. This guy had everything on Anthony Hernandez. Couldn't finish him. Blew his load. Never seen someone gas so much, so quick, and, and then get tapped out. Like, you should literally, like, I don't know if Hernandez is a black belt or not. If he is a black belt, he's definitely not a competition black belt, which is definitely different if you ask anybody in the jiu-jitsu world. Rodolfo Vera is a fucking legend, but you got to take his black belt or you got to take a stripe. He, when he gets back to the gym, you know, whenever you upgrade your belts, I don't know if people know this, but when you level up, if you go from blue belt to brown belt to whatever, you get whipped. You got to walk through and every student, everyone in your class whips you with their belt. That's like a tradition. Or maybe is it just for black belts? I thought it was for all belts. Anyway, uh, I think it's when you get your black belt. Excuse me. He should get whipped every day, every practice for getting submitted that way. You embarrassed the fucking sport, bro. You embarrassed competition jujitsu. And everyone respects Rodolfo Vera. Everyone, and I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I'm not respecting him, but I kind of, am I spelling his name right? Okay, yeah, I am. Sorry, there's a lot of fucking eyes in there. All right, uh, and he's fighting Dustin Solfus, who made his UFC debut against Kyle Dawkins, lost the decision, looked pretty good, has a lot of submissions on his record, was going, what was he on, a five-fight win streak before Maybe six fight that because that was a kickboxing match. Yeah, this guy was on a crazy fight win streak before he lost to Kyle Dockus. Dockus, excuse me, was on the contender series. One slammed a guy, broke his arm. It is what it is. Thirteen to two. You're giving me plus numbers against a guy who just got embarrassed. Rodolfo Vera has never fought this quickly. I don't think that's a completely made up stat. Don't fact check me. But he wants to get back in there because he's embarrassed, right? And he fucking should be. Anthony Hernandez, a guy named Fluffy, who I didn't think had a UFC win at that point, choked you out. You should be embarrassed because you embarrassed the town, bro. But I'm taking Dustin Stolfis here. Are you kidding me? Plus 180. I love this. Vera's going to come out. He's going to come aggressive. He's going to throw some wild shots. His striking is complete dog shit. Try to get the fight to the ground. Stolfis has some wins kind of every which way. Is a, a better mixed martial artist than people give him credit for. You know, he's, he has that one UFC loss against Dawkins, And I think that's why this Lions price that way. Keep pricing him that way. Rivera could obviously could take him down and submit him within seconds. Yo, fuck. Ooh, I don't care. I'm going to Sofa's at plus 180. That's a fight I am betting, and I am excited about it. Rodolfo Rivera can kick rocks. All right. Next up, Matus Gamrock, 18-1, minus 210. He is fighting Jeremy Stevens, 28-18, plus 175. Good fight. I like this fight. Jeremy Stevens, I 
had one DM on Instagram, which I, you know, I need to get my Instagram up, but an Instagram guy, I don't think he followed me, was very upset with my Jeremy Stevens Dracar close take. My take was, I don't think Jeremy Stevens did anything wrong. He pushed her car close, her car close hurt himself. All the fucking media was like, oh, he said, not whatever he felt. They're going to fight the next day. Jeremy Stevens shoved him out of weigh-in, hurt his neck, and they're upset, but they were going to fight the next day. What would happen if they fought? Jeremy Stevens would do a hell of a lot more than push him. So I just thought that was the biggest, softest bullshit in the world. Like, what sport do you think we're following, guys? You guys all lap it up when Conor McGregor throws a fucking kick. I do, too. But when Jammer Stevens shoves in a, a guy in an intense stare down, he hurts his neck. Oh, Jeremy Stevens, he should pay his medical. Shut the fuck up. It's a fight. Speaking of a fight, he's got a fight in his hands. Matus Gamrot lost his UFC debut, came out and knocked out Skull Holtzman. This guy was a beast. In KSW, I believe, everyone in the European scene, everyone who followed the European scene was very high in this guy. Had a weird decision, lost his debut. Kind of slowed down a little bit, but this guy's got cardio for days. Jeremy Stevens, plus 175. I understand why people were kind of looking at that and going, you know what? It's been in there. He's fought everyone. You know, back at 155 after 145 for a few years. You know, he's got the power. He could catch Gamrot. All those things are 100% true, but... If you want to beat Jeremy Stevens, what do you do? You just fucking take him down, right? You're scared of the hands. You take him down. I think Gamrot is a good grappler. I think he's has good hands. Hopefully, he doesn't get a little too hand happy after getting the knockout last time. But um, but yeah, I mean, th- th- this is Gamrot all the way. Not only is it Gamrot, boys, but <sighs> it's my best. He's the best. Love it. Mortal Lock. Martus Gamrot. I just think he has more tools to win. I think he's a better fighter. Uh, currently a better fighter. And I just think, uh, God, what am I clicking on here? There you go. I got to get rid of that. Sorry. Um, I think he's a better fighter. I think he has more tools to win. Better fighter currently right now. Jeremy Stevens has been off for a little bit. Popping up back to 55. Sound like he was the smallest 55er, but he's not the biggest. Gamrot's in incredible shape. Getting his legs in the UFC now. Three rounds should be no problem cardio-wise for this guy. Obviously, the biggest issue is you got to be careful with, with Jeremy's power. And I think Gamrot isn't egotistical enough to know that. And the guy's 18-1. to He's fought some really good guys. He's held belts outside the UFC at good organizations. I think this is a steal at 210, if I'm being honest with you. I think this should be a little bit higher. Um, maybe it's just because I am I am high in Gamrot. But, but I like that fight a lot. Co-main event, Marion Renault, 9-7-1, plus 115 versus Misha Tate. Cupcake Tate. Is that her name? Cupcake Tate. 18 to 7, minus 135. I'm going to say this. I'm glad Misha Tate's back because I like looking at her. She is an OG. I don't think she's the hottest female fighter that's ever been. Um, but the OGs, the women who basically started, I think it's Gina Carano, number one, and then Misha Tate, number two. Without a question. I'm glad that she's back. She's a mother of two. She retired. She needed a break. She was kind of burning the midnight oil. I think she was kind of in a fucked up relationship, Brian uh, Caraway, that bum. She's now married to, is it Johnny Rodriguez, Johnny Munoz? She's married to somebody, has two kids with him. Um, and, and she's, and she's, and she's back and she wants to fight, right? She did the one FC stuff for a while. She was over there. She was like a CEO or some shit like that. Now she wants to fight. I like it. She looks in incredible shape. 
Problem is, is she's been four years off. Ring rust is real. I think this is the perfect matchup for her. Mary Renault has been fighting, but she is a little bit older. Long in the tooth is, I think she said this might be her last fight. Misha Tate's big, big advantage in almost any fight she's ever been in was the grappling. She's going to take Renault down. I think that's going to be what everyone expects. Um, Misha Tate stand up as look really slow at times. I got to imagine she's going to come out. The timing's going to be off a little bit. Renault's going to maybe jump on her quickly. I would go crazy if I was live betting this and would go Renault first round finish because that's probably a crazy number because I can see her jump on Misha before Misha's before Misha's ready and it's all timing and you got to get it you got to get it going but once it gets going I think Misha's going to slowly take her into her game take her down drown her in that water and uh yeah I mean I'm, I'm picking cup take Tate I mean minus 135 I like the number see a lot of people very upset that Misha is the favorite in this fight after four years off after her last couple performances but listen pay respect to Misha Tate Former champion, OG of the fight game. I'm glad she's back. You know, she's a mom. That mom power is fucking real. You know, she's fighting for something now. Wasn't like she was fighting nothing before. She's fighting for legacy, but now she's fighting for like something real. Um, you know, she wants to see her kids, her mom be a winner. And, you know, I love that shit. I love that shit. So I'm all over Misha Tate here. All right, main event is Amakachev, 19-1, minus 675. This line has gone up. Someone told me today it was 850 at FanDuel. Again, I got these at DraftKings yesterday. Tiago Moises, 15 and 4, plus 475. Tiago Moises is, is my plus 850 darling. I hit that on the Bobby Green. I love you, Tiago. Um, I, I think uh, I've been thinking you were better than you than you are, than people I've given you credit for. I've said that on numerous occasions. But you're fighting a guy who, I mean, he, he's in his, not prime yet, because he's still young enough, but he's in that just the mature age where he's really starting to develop stuff, right? The Drew Dober fight. He, he laid on Drew Dober, threw like 20 strikes. Didn't fuck up Drew Dober, but frustrated him and then took him out in the third round, right? This guy's a little different than Khabib, right? He's getting this number because everyone's like, he's getting his number because of Khabib, right? Which is probably true, but he's also getting his number because he's a fucking legit dude, right? He's one loss. Andrew Martinez knocked him out. That can happen to anybody. He's looked pretty flawless since then. No one wants to fight this guy. And he's getting Tiago Moises, 26-year-old fucking dude on a couple, on a nice fight win streak going, fuck, I'll fight him. What the, what the fuck do I got to lose? I'm ranked 15th. He's ranked 6th. Yeah, I'll fight him. But I, I think it's a bad it's a bad idea because I think Islam is is that dude right now. I think he's that good. I think he's the fucking boogeyman in this division. I really do. I think people are going to be scared of him. Khabib retired. Khabib's training this guy now, and and I think Islam's a little different. Khabib because Khabib want to fuck you up, uh, pound you on the ground, and Islam's looking for submissions. Tiago Moises is a black belt. I think he was a competition black belt as well. I don't know at what level. Um, obviously, he has good submissions. He caught Michael Johnson that heel hook. Um, and his stand-up's coming a long way. He's training out of a great camp at American Top Team. I know for a fact that American Top Team, they were disappointed with the, the performance against um, Dustin and Khabib because they, they, they thought they figured out. That's their best fighter. They thought they figured out how to beat that style. Well, guess what? You got another style just like that. Can you figure out how to beat it? They seem motivated for this fight. I feel like they know something. Like we, we got something up our sleeve. The problem I have with that is a lot of jujitsu fighters that are just pure jujitsu have this problem of never wanting to evolve to anything else. They'll learn striking. They'll learn a few takedowns, but they think jujitsu is the end-all, be-all. That's it. 
All I need is my jiu-jitsu. I don't need anything else, right? So I don't can't speak for Tiago. He's a young man. He's at AKA. I'm hoping he's he's learning more than than this. But when you get a black belt and you think, oh, if I fight a wrestler, I'm a, I'm a black belt. I'm fine. Usually not the case. Wrestling is the number one base for MMA, in my opinion. Islam Akachev is a Sambo guy with some Russian wrestling mixed in. It's like catch wrestling a little bit, but Russian style. And I believe him or can be wear a shirt that says if Sambo is easy, be called jujitsu. So there's like a rivalry here, right? With, with jujitsu. Uh, and I've addressed it on the podcast. I've always said I thought Sambo was superior than, than jujitsu. Historically, I don't think my, my that shows up, but I think it will eventually. And Islam is more of a Sambo submission than a Sambo striker. He's big for the weight class. Never been five rounds. A lot of people are, are, are high on that. But listen, I'm going Islam here. I'm not going to bury the lead. Um, the only guy I feel comfortable bet, max betting, and, and I don't think you can. I think the line's unbettable. Everyone thinks Islam's overrated. He's a Khabib guy, this and that. I, I disagree with that. I think he's very, very good. I do think the line's a little inflated, right? I think Tiago Moises is a live guy at plus 475. I thought this line would be Islam at like minus 400 in, in Tiago at like in the plus 200s, plus 300s range. That's kind of how I place this line. Someone, some books got to make 50, what I think is absolutely crazy. Five round, five round fight's going to tell off. Five round fight is a big fucking deal. Um, we'll see what either, but the first round, first five round fight for either of these guys, but. Kind of interesting to see. I, I want Islam to be a little more active. I want him to use his hands a little more. Tiago's obviously want to keep this on the feet. He wants to stand up. I think he has a better stand up. I think Islam has the better uh, ground game. And we'll see, Bubba. We'll see what's going to happen here. Single shot of me now. Um, the, with the Islam fight, the one thing that I thought about today, because I've been thinking about the, the, this card all week, getting the brain ready. I think Islam subs him late. I think Islam is going to wear him down, frustrate Tiago, Get a head and arm, get a rear naked choke. So I'm going to play Islam only by submission, finish by submission, and then I might do like maybe like a round submission because that's probably a crazy prop, huh? Probably not fucking crazy, huh? Um, but yeah, other than that, I, that's it. We're, we're trying to keep it short and sweet here. This isn't the biggest card in the world. It's 11 fights. I'm, I'm getting it out late this week. I've had some issues. I had a lot of stuff. Hopefully we'll talk about it next week. I'm doing a lot of stuff with my hands. If you can see me, I talk with my hands a lot, but not this much. That's it. That's the show. MMA Takes Podcast on Twitter. MMA Takes Podcast on Instagram. MMA Takes Podcast on YouTube. Go follow. Go subscribe on all those. And listen. Go to iTunes and say... Rate and review. Five stars. Guy looks great with blonde hair. Do something. Just rate and review. Want to get those up. Want those numbers up, baby. Okay? That's it. That's the show. I, I, I'm I terrible at editing. I just gave a thumbs up to the camera. Fuck. Woo! Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Woo! Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit?
He's good. He's real good. The name is Dollar.